remember the depression would kind of feel like almost like I had a like a cap on or like a visor on where just everything felt really dark above me and I remember it was like physically hard to look up but also emotionally right so it was like very symbolic and I remember that moment in class where we're inhaling take our arms up and I looked up and I felt that weight kind of lift off of me and I was like holy shit (laughs) I can't believe like I it was such a new experience I'm like oh my god I can look up and it just felt so freeing hi I'm Sakina Tennyson owner of Possibilities Network and creator of Dream Life Academy Coaching welcome to Think Build Grow a podcast we will discuss how to have the right mindset for business how to think strategically to build a profitable business, and how to grow your business from solopreneur. We will sit down with women entrepreneurs from all walks of life to discuss creative business ideas, to gain insight and inspiration. Tune in every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to join us. Let's officially get started. Welcome to Think, Build, Grow. My name is Sakina Tennyson, and today we have our guest, Dory Silverman. Hi, friend. And Dory's going to tell us all about her business, um, what she has to offer, uh, and how she helps us to take care of ourselves deeper than just pedicures, right? And massage. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. So, Dory, let's start out by you telling us what you do and who do you serve? Sure. So I am a somatic experiencing practitioner and a yoga instructor, and I work with trauma in the nervous system. And I support women who experience anxiety, depression, and feeling stuck and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And they also typically have other physical issues like digestive problems or migraines or trouble sleeping. So the nervous system really does affect us on so many levels. Gotcha. So I specifically trauma, which has become such a big topic lately. Like it has been a big topic for a while, but I think even more so since the whole world went through a trauma, right? For sure. Yeah. So what for you, how long have you been doing this and what drew you specifically to that topic? Yeah. So, um, I have a trauma history as we all do. Um, my, my history started from my birth. And so it really takes me all the way back to the beginning of my life. I had a traumatic birth. I was pulled up with forceps like around my head like this. Wow. Um, and then I was really, really sick as a kid. And when I was 10, I was really struggling for about a year going from doctor to doctor, just trying to figure out why I felt sick all the time and no doctors could figure it out. Some told me and my mom that I was making it up. Others chalked it up to an unexplained virus. So they didn't have answers. And then finally, when I was on vacation with my family in San Francisco, I woke up in the middle of the night one night with horrible stomach pains and I was throwing up. So they rushed me to the emergency room and they found a large cyst about the size of a grapefruit attached to my ovary. 
And um, just a reminder, I was 10 years old. So I didn't have my period yet. I wasn't, you know, no one ever thought to check there. Um, And so I ended up having emergency reproductive surgery at age 10. And I was out of school for three or four months. And so all of this kind of early history of medical trauma cascaded into more reproductive issues in my life and also turned into um, that trauma in my body. Because what we know now about trauma, right? It's not the event that happens. It's the stuck stress energy or survival stress that gets stuck in our body system. That's the trauma. And that's what causes all these issues. So for me, it cascaded into more reproductive issues. I had fibroids like my whole adult life. and also depression and anxiety, and mostly depression um, up until later, and then it turned into anxiety. And um, so that sort of that history really, it, it, it made me a seeker, you know, it's like, okay, well, how, how do I work with this? You know, how do I live? You know, there were there were times in my life where I didn't want to live. Mm. You no, know? and but in the moments where I did, which is most of it, um, I really, I, I was seeking out some relief and trying to figure it out, right? So I've always been a seeker um, and I eventually, you know, started trying all different kinds of therapies, including lots of talk therapy. I tried every diet on the planet. I tried lots of alternative um, medicine. And then eventually I found yoga. And this was around 2000. And I remember being in my first yoga class. I'll never forget this moment. We were doing sun salutations. Have you done yoga? Are you a yoga yeah, I love yoga. And I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. yeah. So, you know, in that moment where you're like taking your arms up and you inhale in the sun salutation, I just remember. I remember two things. One, before I took that class, I, I remember the depression would kind of feel like almost like I had a like a cap on or like a visor on where just everything felt really dark above me. And I remember it was like physically hard to look up, but also emotionally. Right. So it was like very symbolic. And I remember that moment in class where we're inhaling, take our arms up. And I looked up and I felt that weight kind of lift off of me and I was like holy shit (laughs) I can't believe like I it was such a new experience I'm like oh my god I can look up and it just felt so freeing and I continued to do yoga and it really it really shifted the depression for me in a way where it just felt more manageable you know and that was huge it was huge And so, and I knew I'm like, there has to be other people out there that struggle with depression. They they need this. So I decided I wanted to be a yoga teacher. And at the time I had a corporate job. So this was like 2000. Um, And I eventually left my job and became a yoga teacher. Amazing story. I know. And then, so then there's one more piece. So then, so that's the yoga part. Okay. And then I kept doing yoga teaching yoga full time. And then in 2000, and actually, um, I was also at another business at that time, because I when I quit my corporate job, I was like, I need to do something while I'm learning how to teach yoga. So um, 
and I had very little savings and I took that tiny little amount and I decided uh, to become like to start a dog walking business. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, and I love animals. And um, so I started a dog walking business with like $40. And I mean, this is before internet marketing. This is before, you know, so I had, I made like quarter page flyers and I put them all around my neighborhood on people's doors. Like it was literally door to door uh, marketing. And I built my dog walking business. I eventually had a business partner. We had employees and I learned how to teach yoga. And then I slowly transitioned to just teaching yoga. And then in 2016, my mom passed away. um, And the grief from that loss created just a total shutdown of my system. Mm -hmm. I just, I just shut down. Um, I was experiencing a lot of physical problems again, like dizziness and nausea and just so much heartache. And the yoga wasn't really cutting it. I didn't even want to do yoga. I didn't want to do anything. So um, I went on another search and I found that's when I found somatic experiencing therapy, which is the type of therapy that works with the patterning of your nervous system, which is your, the brain in your body. And so after all the different types of therapies and diets and doctors, I had tried finding somatic experiencing and working with my nervous system really shifted how I felt day to day. And it gave me a feeling of control over how I felt, which is really what I had been looking for all my life. Mm -hmm. So again, just like the yoga story, I was like, okay, I really have to share this. I want to learn how to do this. Um, so I became a somatic experiencing practitioner and now I work with clients and groups teaching people how to work with their nervous system. Yeah. Quite a journey. Yes. <laughs> I love yes, the pets too. So you have to really love pets to have a pet business. Oh my gosh. It's so yeah. much work, but it's so, so much joy, right? right? Yeah. It's the most pure love ever. Yes, it is. Yeah. So we're going to come back to the somatic experience therapy is what you call it, right? It's somatic experiencing. Yes. Okay. Yes. So before we get to that, yeah. I want to go back to when you mentioned um, stuck energy. I think that that, I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay, I want to come back to where you talked about stuck trauma, I believe. Did you call it stuck trauma or stuck? Yes. Well, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking people who are listening may be wondering if they have stuck trauma. Yeah. So we could break down a little more. What is that? How, do, how would you know? What's a sign that, hey, you might have some trauma that's stuck? I mean... Honestly, if you're a human in the world right now, there's no way that you don't have stuck trauma. And if you're a woman in the world, you definitely have stuck trauma. Um, We, you would experience, um, so think of it like, like if you have anxiety that doesn't shift, if you have depression that doesn't shift, if you get stuck in the same patterns where there are emotional patterns or physical patterns like pain patterns or like a part of your body that like always kind of gets activated or like you have a shoulder thing that never goes away you know when you've done all the manual you know you've done pt you had the surgery you did you did all the stuff and it's still there like that's all trauma if you have chronic stomach issues like ibs or crohn's like that's stuck trauma If you have um, chronic migraines, that's trauma. So 
the trauma can affect us emotionally or physically. Um, and we all have it just from what we've all been through, but also, um, and we all have typically all of us have generational trauma. We have trauma from the pandemic, um, because we were literally like animals in cages, right? Yeah. You know, so we had this, this, this fear and, um, which is part of our fight or flight response. And that's a very powerful energy that needs to be expressed and digested. And when it's not, it gets trapped in the body and causes these issues. Um, so a lot of people, you know, especially now I think are really struggling with like, how do I be social again? How do I go in the world and like feel normal, like talking to people or, you know, how do I step towards some dreams and goals that I have now that I can, when I'm feeling, you know, all this fear or sluggishness or stuckness, you know, like it's hard for me to move towards those things. And that is all um, the nervous system actually trying to protect you, mm -hmm. right? It's like that feels too scary. We're not doing that because I got to keep you safe, right? That's the nervous system is trying to keep you safe. And it's, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant protective system that we all have. But now that it is safe to go out in the world, we want to find ways to do that. Right. That makes sense. I know one of the things that I notice about my own feelings regarding the pandemic when it happened is because it was global. It's not like, cause I always think about how would I survive this or that scenario? But if you think about something being global, it's, there's no way of getting away from it. Right. right? So that there's a trauma there. It's like, there's no escaping. There's nowhere to go. Well, there's nowhere to go. So wherever yeah. you're you're going to have to deal with this. So that is really yeah. powerful. And, and to think about trauma being stuck. And what I think you're saying is to stuck in your nervous system. Yeah. And, is, yeah. and your nervous system is the brain in your body. Okay. Right. It's like, it's the nerves that are in your body. Right. So we have the, our nervous system actually starts um, in the brain stem. We have our brain up here. Right. Then we have the brain stem. And then there's three nerves that run down your entire spine, right? So imagine like I have three nerves going down, down, down this way. And then, and then from those nerves, we have branches that go into the body, into all of our organs and our tissue and, um, and all the way to the skin. Mm -hmm. So you can almost think of it like roots, right? Or like little um, like jellyfish tentacles, that kind of like blossom out or branch out from the spinal cord. And then they're everywhere in, in our system. And so if you think of the whole body, like head, torso, arms, legs, that whole thing is sort of like the, you know, the jellyfish kind of always sensing and it's like, bloop, 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 bloop. like, oh, right. there's light, there's sound, there's a scary person, there's a, oh, I like that person, right? It's like, and so we're always kind of sensing from it. And we also have the other thing that's really fascinating, I think, about our nervous system is we have a somatic memory. And so, and your somatic memory starts, some people say it starts even like at conception. And then we also have like the generational stuff. Right. So, so we remember everything that your body has ever experienced, not in your cognitive brain, but in your body brain. Mm 
And so that's why sometimes you might feel something, you might feel fear, but you look around and you're like, nothing's happening right now. This is so weird. You know, like, why am I feeling that? And then we can start to feel like, oh God, there's something wrong with me. I'm never going to be able to do this. Right. But really, if you understand how the nervous system works, it's like, oh no, your somatic system is feeling the fear. And we might not fully comprehend up here why it's happening. But if you understand the nervous system, then you can, you don't have to go to I'm bad, I'm wrong. You can just tend to your nervous system and, and shift out of that fear, especially if there's no real threat, right? Because right. a lot of the things that we get afraid of these days, for most of us, not everyone, but, you know, if you're in your office working, you're, you're pretty much safe. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, so knowing that is so powerful. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of, um, uh, most muscle memory. When you said that it it makes muscle memory and I think of it in terms of like, uh, exercising, like I used to run a lot. Yeah. And then, you know, if you were in some way athletic and then you haven't done it even for years, Sometimes those me- muscles will remember, so they'll yeah. back in quickly. Or I don't know, like driving or some other skill, riding a bike. Exactly. So that memory. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And and the other cool thing when you think of it that way is like if you're going to learn a new skill, like let's say you when you're learning how to ride a bike, how much slow incremental practice it takes to eventually do it. That is the exact process that I use when we're repatterning our stress response in the nervous system, right? So when you're learning new skills, it's not like, oh, I just, I just do it one time. And like my nervous system now doesn't get stressed out. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Right. It's like, it's like learning a new skill. So we, part of it is, um, you know, you, you find the tools that work for you and then you practice them every day. So it's, it really becomes more of a lifestyle and a way that we relate to the nervous system. Um, Cause most of us, I know I, I didn't. And everyone I talked to about this work is like, I don't learn how to do this growing up. It wasn't mirrored for me. It wasn't shown me by my parents. So, and I'm not seeing it around me all the time every day. So, so I do have to practice. Right. Okay. So what I, what I'm understanding you to say is that, so that same process of learning through muscle memory, basically to be afraid to have a fear response because of multiple things that have happened in our lives. That makes yeah. sense. You would say all of us have trauma on some level Yeah, right? is the same process you, you or similar maybe to unlearning to have a, uh, like a trauma response. Is that what you're saying? It, it takes a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. It does. It takes a little bit of time and it takes a willingness to want to change a pattern. So I, I think of it as like we're repatterning or re relearning how to bring your body into your daily life, mm-hmm. how to bring your nervous system or your body brain into your daily life. And so it does take time and it does take, um, it's a lifestyle. You know, it's like doing yoga is a lifestyle. Drinking water every day is a lifestyle. You know, whatever other things you do to take care of yourself, you know, you do these 
these exercises. And the thing that's so cool about them, a lot of them are very um, primal, you know, they're very innate to what's natural, but um, especially if you've had uh, stuck trauma when you were little and your nervous system was developing, well, then our development gets thwarted and we don't have those natural, um, uh, I want to call them exercises, but they're not those ways of being with your, those natural ways of being with your body brain don't develop the way they're supposed to. Makes sense. Right. And so we have to sort of, um, re, you know, create those grooves in the brain, in the body brain. Um, like just the way you would learn how to read or you would learn a new skill. Yes, yeah. yeah. You're teaching a way, a new way of experiencing life. Yes. It's not that old pattern. Yes. And so the really cool thing about it, I mean, I have a three-step process, but part of it is learning how to enjoy our lives more, right? I love that. There is a playful yeah. enjoyment piece that is so, so, and I'm not talking about like rip roaring ecstasy. I mean, that's amazing. And I'm not, I, I'm all for it, but I'm talking about simple moment to moment, everyday pleasures mm -hmm. that we are cultured out of even noticing because they're so small and they're not, maybe they don't make us, they don't make us money. They don't, you know, and we don't see the value in them. But it's a huge value when we're talking about reshaping the nervous system. So give me an example. What is a pleasure that we we commonly may overlook? You know, we don't really think about. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like soaking in colors and the different. I'm actually looking at some dahlias right now that I bought at the farmer's market. And I'm looking at like one flower petal and just all the colors in that petal. There's like yellow and like different shades of yellow and different shades of pink, like a lighter pink and a darker pink. And as I'm looking at that, I'm letting my eyes sort of eat the colors, mm. sort of like I'm taking a little more time with it. It's sort of like the way you like if you, if you appreciate art, you know, the way you would look at a piece of art, like you wouldn't just be like, oh, that's cool, you know, and walk past. It's like, no, I want to take a moment to soak that in and really I might want to understand it cognitively, but I also visually want to see like, oh, that's interesting. How did they, how'd they get the paint to do that? Or, you know, so there's just even just simple everyday things. Like I'm looking out the window and I'm looking at colors and I'm looking at movement, like noticing the movement of the trees and the wind, like that's a somatic noticing. Right. And I'm really taking that in. And as I'm doing that, I'm sort of getting this like yummy tingling sensation down my arms right where it's like i'm i'm taking in something that's enjoyable and my my body is telling me i'm enjoying it i'm not just in my head being like i like that cuz i'm supposed to like it right mm -hmm. but it's more like oh i can tell like that's that's bringing my life energy alive like that's making me pulse and vibrate right or becoming aware of sounds and actually we'll do an exercise in a little bit that works with the senses. So this is one way that we can start to just sort of bring the body brain more online in a way that's enjoyable. Again, it can be kind of neutral to enjoyable, right? right? Just not bad. 
You know what I love about this story is what I'm getting from this and sensing from it is just being present. That's exactly what it is. I just got the chills when you said that. Yeah, because when you're, go ahead, sorry. But I, okay. no, I interrupted. Yeah, you. I, I I love it because I we all know that we're constantly thinking about the past or the future or yes. the next thing you have to do, and yes. it is so easy to not live in your body. A hundred percent. Yeah, this is exactly what the nervous system does for us right? Is when we're in the past or the future, we're more in our fight or flight response, right? So that is a state of the nervous system where we are, um, your thoughts are going to be more fast. There's going to be more of an urgency to uh, like, I got to do this right now. I got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. Like, and you're, you're way off in the future getting that shit done right? in your mind or you're worried or you're ruminating about something that already happened, right? And so that happens in a specific state of your nervous system. Your nervous system affects your thoughts mm. and a lot of other things. So when you know that, right, you can notice your thoughts, which is one of the easiest things for most people to notice in their body. It's like, okay, my thoughts are really fast. Ah, I know I'm in fight or flight. Okay. That's really important information because I have tools that will help my system to shift from feeling like it's in a threat response to feeling safer in the present. Yeah, that makes sense. And so we want to, if you, if you have that toolbox, which is part of the work I do with people, then it, it can really it's so very powerful because in that moment you can be like, I know what to do. And then you feel, you feel empowered. You feel like you have control and you can slow it down enough and work with your body system enough to bring yourself back to the present where the thoughts are a little bit more open and creative and playful and curious. And then we can be present to those things that give us a little more enjoyment too. Right, like the things happening in our the flower that's in front of you that you're right. <laughs> you exactly. Know, another reason I find this so powerful is I think about um, there are people in my life whom I love. I could think about one person in particular that always somehow ends up in drama. You know, like some some level of drama. Yeah. Uh, relationally. Yeah. And I and it's almost seems like addictive. Yes. It's like if it's peaceful, there's a discomfort. So I have to find some kind of relationship that's going to reignite drama. And I, that makes sense to me if you're uncomfortable in your body. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and those relational yeah. patterns start when we're little, right? They start with our caregivers. Yeah. Our caregivers. So, and that, there is um, a relationship between your nervous system and how we uh, attach to our primary caregivers. And then we do repeat those patterns until we start to shift um, the nervous system in general, like on your own and then in relationship. Right. That makes yeah. sense. So if somebody's listening now and they're trying to, they're thinking, would I be her client or I'm a, am I an ideal client for her? 
Yeah. Who's the ideal person that you work with? Who, are, who do you typically get? Yeah, I typically work with women who I, I've had some male clients, but typically I work with women who are struggling with the things we're talking about, like feeling anxious all the time, feeling like you're rushing around, not feeling like you can slow down. Um, having a hard time focusing. Also, if you are procrastin procrastinating on things that you really want to do, but it's like your system won't, procrastination is not a negative thing, right? It's, it's a stuckness. It's a, it's a freeze response in the nervous system. So the nervous system is like, we're not moving towards that thing because it's too scary, right? So how powerful is it to know that? Because How many people do you know? They're like, oh, I procrastinate. I'm so bad. I'm never going to be able to do that. I don't have what it takes. Right. So instead of going to that shame response, that toxic shame response, you can notice I'm feel I'm feeling that stuckness. I'm not wanting to I'm, I'm doing everything else on my list except for that one thing that I have to do. That one money making activity or that one marketing thing or that one whatever. Right. Yeah. Or letting Yeah. something go in my case. Yeah. It's what? What does <laughs> it letting mean? something go, you know? Letting something go, Right. right? Yeah. Which is also Yeah. scary. It's Right. also scary. Yeah. So then it's like, you know, and I know you you kind of told me earlier about what you're working with and how it's gonna be a process. It's gonna be a slow step by step. which is so smart because that's how our nervous system learns how to step towards scary things without getting overwhelmed and stuck, right? So, so by doing things in a, we call it titrated, in a small titrated way that your system can tolerate, right? Okay, first I'm going to talk to this person. I'm not going to go to the 10 steps ahead. I'm just going to do the one teeny tiny first step. Maybe I'm just going to open my computer. and see if I can tolerate just opening my computer, right? And then, okay, then maybe I do a little more regulation for my system. Then I do the next teeny tiny step. Maybe I open Google Docs, right? And it's just that like little bit. And then we start to teach the nervous system, like it's safe to, it's okay. I like to think of it like I'm when I'm working with my nervous system, I'm working with like a two-year-old. Mm. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Like my little inner two-year-old Dory. And I'm like, because, okay, if I was going to help my two, a two-year-old do something scary, what would I do? Well, first I might like sit down with them and we might talk about it. Like we wouldn't try to do it right away, but right? we talk about it. And then, and then I might help them to feel safe. So maybe I'd put my hand on their shoulder or put my arm around them, Right. And then, and then just see if the system can like calm down a little bit and feel a little bit safer. And then it's like, well, what if we, if I hold your hand and we just took one step, what if we did that? Would that be okay? And it's like, yeah, that'd be okay. Okay. So then we do, right. And it's just that gentle, like, okay. And we, we get the system and maybe we only go halfway there today. Right. But it's just that, that compassionate, loving sweet, very attended to approach that really helps the system to start to repattern and reshape. That is beautiful. Yeah, And it's I think so it's, sweet. it's particularly beautiful for people in business, 
or getting into business because definitely that is not what we're taught. No. At all. It's like almost the opposite to be gentle with yourself or patient with yourself or even like we're taught when it's to communicate, you communicate like you're talking to someone, I don't know, third grade level, but not when we're communicating to ourselves to treat ourselves like a two-year-old, you know. Right. And here's what's so cool about women. You know, we have such a nurturing, not all women, but in general, we tend to be caretakers. I know I'm generalizing, but we have an ability to be so attending to and sweet and kind and compassionate to others. Right. And so using that as a superpower for this work, love that. Right. Where you're like, okay. And I know I can do all those things for you, Shakina. Mm hmm. You know, if you came to me and you had a hard time, I would be so compassionate. I would listen. I would make you feel heard and seen. I would ask you what you needed, right? But when it comes to me, if I'm having a hard time, what do I do? I'm hard on myself. I beat myself up. Can you imagine doing that to a two-year-old? Right. If they came to you crying, if you were just like, shut up. Right. Stupid. Exactly. You're stupid. Stop being afraid. Like you would never. We wouldn't do that, but we do talk to ourselves like that. Totally. I, that's why it's so powerful to think of. I, and because what are we are nurturing that inner child, right? Right. Those and ugh, yeah. And your body, when you think of your, you're you're always going to be the baby. Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how old you are because you have a body you have a somatic body you have a body that sees and hears and smells and senses and 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 is absorbing information the way that toddlers do the way that little kids do right that's and when we're with little kids we can feel that in ourselves mm. right I don't know if that's ever happened to you but it's like I know for me, I just feel that where I, I get curious about things with them. I'm like, oh, look at that ant in the grass. How cool. Look, oh my gosh, it's a whole family. Look at that. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, and and that kind of sort of like sweetness and curiosity and willingness to get to know is the approach we want to take. And it's the way to create the shift. Okay. Right? Because already if we're in a fight or flight it's already too much too fast that's what's happening too much too fast so we need to sort of back off enough to be able to move forward right mm -hmm. to take the steps that feel safe that makes a lot of sense so this leads into my next question so it's a perfectly because the next question is if you had your ideal client in front of you right now yeah what advice would you give them to help them move forward with success? What would you tell them? Yeah, well, what and we what just talked about. By the way. What's that? And what is success in, in your arena? Yeah, so success is starting to see, to feel different and starting to see yourself acting different in situations, mm. right? So you'll start to, you'll feel a difference in like, oh, like three months ago, I would have totally like, yelled at that person or gotten pissed off and then like, you know, ate a box of cookies or whatever, whatever your, 
your mode of dealing with intense emotions are, right? Um, but then this time it was like, oh, this time I got off the phone. I was still really pissed off, but I, I instead of eating the cookies, instead of eating the whole box, I only ate four. Mm-hmm. Or instead of eating the cookies, I did a somatic exercise or I went for a walk mm-hmm. and I, I did the orienting, which is something we'll do together. Mm-hmm. Um, or I did, I did something to help my system to move that anger energy through and digest it. So it didn't get stuck in my system. Right. So it's like noticing those types of shifts. And sometimes they can be so small. You know, it can be like, well, I still eat the cookies. It's like, right, but you didn't eat the whole box of cookies. Right. That does make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> that does. It, and it, again, it's a titrated step towards what you're wanting. Yeah. Right. So that's that's how you know. And what I would invite clients or potential clients to do is is to work with their nervous system. So, um, I mean, I personally, uh, the way I work with people is I have a three-step framework that I go through with clients. And um, the first step is education, or really understanding like how, what is the nervous system? How does it work? How do you work with it? Right. And then we start to map and and how do you work with it is what we were just talking about like that sweetness and that kindness and that that slowing down and that really attending to like a baby so when you're teaching them how to do that yeah and that has to happen first because the approach is really really important as we just talked about like if we're if we're like i gotta just rip the band-aid off and i gotta just force myself it's like Okay, that's why you're not feeling good now. Right. Because everything in our culture tells us bigger, better, faster, more. Right. Right. But the way our nervous, it it just doesn't work like that. That's when we shut down. That's when we feel anxious and angry all the time and rageful and, you know, and then, and then shut down. Right. Mm -hmm. So we want to back off of that a little bit. And, and again, we do that in a little tiny baby steps. Yeah. Um, but that's really important. So to understand, okay, this is how, this is how your system works. This is how a nervous system works. This is how you work with it. Then we start to learn how to feel good again. So that's that regulation that we were talking about earlier, like looking at colors and just bringing your somatic sense, your embodiment back online. And so it's like, what's going to work for me and notice and learning the tools, developing the toolbox of things that work for you, which is how one thing that I, that's the next step I take with people, but also how do I know my body is regulated? How do I know I'm starting to feel more present? Cause a lot of us have been stuck in fight or flight for days, weeks, months, decades, decades, or we've been stuck in a functional freeze. For decades, right? So what is a functional freeze? Break that down. (laughs) Yeah. So you can function in the world, but your system is in shutdown. Oh, so it can feel very um for a lot of and that that's like depression. Mm. You can feel depressed, you can feel very isolated, it can feel like you're sort of disconnected from the world. Um, that like you don't belong. Um 
there's a feeling there's usually like a fogginess, your brain can feel kind of foggy or even like blink. Um, there's a, and then a lot of things happen internally when we're in functional freeze. So you can think of it like a, like a possum playing dead, or, you know, it's like the system is like the energy is too much. We have to, we have to shut it down. Gotcha. And so, um, and for a lot of people, it can feel like I can't do anything, but inside I'm really anxious mm. and feel like that. So, um, it's very uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for breaking that down. Yeah. yeah. And then the third step is learning how to digest emotions. So when, remember how we talked about the trauma energy is stuck stress energy and, um, the energy in our bodies is connected to our emotions. And so we want to learn how to keep that in motion. So when things come up, when you do get angry, when you do get sad, when you do feel compassion, when you get, when you feel connection, all these things we want, all we kind of want to live like this, yeah. where you're riding out an emotion and then fully digesting it and then, and then riding out another wave and digesting it. And so um, rather than it, uh, something comes and then we just like ignore it or shut it down, stop it, right? That's when the energy gets stuck in our body. So that final piece is like, okay, how do I move anger energy in a way where I'm not hurting anyone else and where I can really express myself, right? How do I set boundaries, which we do that with our fight or flight energy? How do I say no and set boundaries without feeling like a total bitch? Mm -hmm. How do I let myself be sad or grieve? Because we we all need to grieve, especially with letting go, buddy. <laughs> right? We right. have to grieve. We're going to be we we have not learned how to grieve and grieving is a part of every everything. You know, we have to time people, businesses, whatever. I love that too, because we can underestimate the letting go part. I, I really appreciate you yes. making that point because we think about it, you know, in big things like a marriage or a, a right. loss or a loss of a child or a friend or something. Yeah. But like you said, a business, a move, uh, leaving a job, all kinds of reasons that that letting go, losing weight, letting go of that old. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. There's so yeah. many. And even just, I mean, I talk to people all the time. They're like, it's really hard for me to say goodbye to the day. I don't want to wind down. I don't want to, you know, it's hard for me to go to sleep at night. It's like just that. I mean, which we, it's like an everyday thing, right? About there's, there's such a, um, the grief process in our culture, we're just not we don't do it well. Disconnected, right? Yeah. And it's really important in it. And, and with my story, it really, it really hit the fan for me when my mom passed. And it's just like, how do I do this? This is so huge. It's so, I mean, the heartache was just like unbearable. Mm -hmm. Right. And my body literally was like, I don't have the capacity to do this. Right. Yeah. So, so that those three things, learning how the nervous system works, um, learning how to feel good again, or how to be present, mm -hmm. right. And then learning how to digest emotion and these experiences that we have every day. That's my three-step process. And that's what I teach people. 
I love it. And, oh. and then they start to see those little changes, right? Yeah, that's powerful. I love it. Mm -hmm. Also, the, the wave of, because I, I mean, even listening to you now, put a shift in my mind, I often think of balance as like balancing on a beam. But when you talk about it, as far as like getting through emotions, I don't know exactly what you said, but it's that wave of yes through. that makes more sense energetically to me that life would be like mm -hmm. oh I come up, I'm a little angry today let me work through it rather yeah. than always staying in the state of not being too high or too low or too this or that I don't know that you know, hard. wave mm -hmm. right right yeah and the way one way I think of it is like if you're on a boat and the waves are just coming and going you're just riding them yeah you're not like trying to stop the wave right yeah you're just like okay i'm gonna do uh, here it comes i'm just gonna here i'm okay now we're going down okay you know it's like and then how do i do that in a way where where i have some control where i know how to take care of myself when those things arise and um and and to have the resilience built up, right? To be able to ride those waves. Cause sometimes they come and you don't even know they're coming. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and then it also, it also can help with the shame part. Mm. Right. Because I think a lot of what gets us very stuck, especially in our culture and feeling we're, we're not, there's not a lot of safe spaces to really truly feel emotion. And, and I'm not even talking about rage. I'm talking about like normal everyday stuff. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of safety around it. And so what happened, we've been taught that like, oh, if I feel a lot of a different emotions, like I'm crazy or I'm, um, you know, I don't have my shit together or whatever, like I'm bad. Yeah. And so when you work with the nervous system, it's sort of, it takes, and that, that extra shame is so much stress right? It's extra stress on top right. of the hard thing. Right. And so what we want to do is like sort of figure out how to take that shame off. And so you can work with what's really there and what's, and that when you work with the nervous, at the nervous system state, it helps with that because it, it takes the I'm bad and wrong out of the picture. And then you can be like, okay, what's really happening right now, right? In my body. Right. And how do I attend to that? Mm -hmm. love it that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right so there's an exercise you said you wanted to do yeah do you want to try it yeah okay cool so you need a pillow <laughs> let me let me grab this yeah it's actually my i got something that's like a pillow so. okay <laughs> i'll so put it Put on your belly. Okay. So we just want to notice what's happening in your nervous system right now. And so you're sort of noticing the quality of your thoughts, your emotions, any sensations in your body, just kind of getting a sense of it. And really using curiosity, right? It's like, we don't have to have the answers. It's more just like, I'm just starting to get curious about that, about my own experience. Mm. 
And then I invite you to notice the connection between your body and the pillow. Notice how there's like a place where your body and the pillow come together. And what I'm noticing is as I do that, my breath is starting to move a little bit more on its own for me. And this is going to be different for everyone. But when our breath is moving, that's a sign of regulation. So that's my body telling me, okay, this is, this feels good to me. This feels calming and it's bringing me back to the present. And now keeping a little bit of attention to the connection between your body and the pillow, I invite you to open your eyes. And we're going to do something called orienting, which happens really naturally anytime you walk into a new space or um, a new environment, your, your body is scanning, right, for safety or danger. And so we're going to do an, an intentional scan to show, not tell, but show your nervous system that you're safe. So we're just going to, you're just going to move your head and neck and eyes around your space like this. And as soon as your eyes like something that they're looking at, you're just going to pause and either out loud or in your mind, you're going to name the color and the name of the object. So I want you to imagine you're like five years old mm. and keep it really simple. So for me, it's um, green plant. Mm. For me, I have so, so many things I like. <laughs> it is my aromatherapy lotion. What color is it? It's green and gold. Okay, great. And then you're going to keep scanning around. Same thing. Just as soon as your eyes see something that is like, just pause. You can't get this wrong, right? So if you have a lot of things to look at, that's great. And then again, naming the color and the name of the object. For me, it's blue bowl. For me, it's a planter and it's black. Great. And you're going to do that three more times, continuing to look around. And you want to make sure that you look behind you. At least I like, I'd like to look on either side behind me. Silver photo frame. It's a white. Um, kettle. Red triangle. Silver pumpkin. And just one more. Blue wall. Um, marble tray. Great. And then come back to the center. And something I'm noticing in my body is just this rocking is happening. I'm not trying to make it happen. It's just happening. And that's another sign of regulation or my system soothing itself. Mm. So now you're going to shift your attention to your hearing. Mm. And you're going to notice three things that you hear and name them out loud or in your mind. And I'm going to be quiet this time if you want to do it. Okay. I can hear the tree in front of me blowing in the wind. Mm -hmm. Um. 
the traffic outside the window. Mm -hmm. My dog moving around behind me. Yeah. And now, last one, shift your attention to your physical body. And you're going to notice the things that your body is touching. So when you name it, we're going to do three of those as well. You're going to name the body part and the thing that it's touching. So for example, I can feel my feet touching my shoes. I can feel my ankle and the blanket that my dog took from me. <laughs> On the floor. Yeah. I feel my hands resting on this pillow. Mm-hmm. One more. Um I can feel my elbows on the edges of the pillow. Yeah. And now just check after all that checking in. And just noticing overall if you feel the same or different than before. Definitely different. Yeah. Can you tell what's different? Um, I think as soon as I took the pillow, I felt comforted. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because I was like, why do I feel like a yeah. certain amount of happiness? Yeah. So the comfort, so the majority of our nervous system is in our gut, mm. right? Those nerves, the majority of them are in our gut. And if you think it's sort of like getting a hug, right? It's like just that touch on the gut really can soothe the whole system down. It's like, it's like as if someone was hugging you, right? That's what it felt like. Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah. So if you don't have anyone around, just grab a pillow. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feeling comforted is so important. Well, it's interesting you said that because I felt like that. Like I was, it's almost like I hugged myself. Yeah. But it felt like, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Huh. Nice. Thank you for doing this exercise with me. You're welcome, honey. I hope it's helpful and I hope, I hope you use it. I definitely will use it. <laughs> I was thinking this is a great thing, even if you're working throughout the day, whether you're in the office, you work for somebody or at home, you can do that. Exactly. And that's what these tools are for is, you know, to have some, to feel empowered to be able to do something throughout the day where you're bringing your whole system, your, your body online, your somatic body online in a way that feels comforting or soothing so that you can stay in that regulated place more often. And that's going to help your system not only learn to be regulated more often, but also to come back to regulation when we get activated. Because activation is a part of life, right? We're not trying to stop being anxious or fearful or nervous or afraid or have emotions. That, that's normal. We should have those things. And if you're living in the world right now and you're not activated, Right. There's some, something wrong with you. <laughs> so like, so this is, um, this is, and I shouldn't say that because there might be some shutdown going on, but just to say that like, that's 
a normal part, being activated as a normal part of being alive. We just don't want to live in those states because it really runs our body down and it's, it's exhausting, right? It makes everything so much harder. So the more we can teach our body to be regulated or come back to regulation, it's just, you're going to feel, you're going to have more energy and feel better overall. I love how the re the return on investment is was so immediate right you know and yeah, it, yeah because you know sometimes we don't want to continue to do something that's helpful when you don't experience it right away so i like that and i like that yeah. you take it incrementally so it's that was just a really powerful experience for me, as simple as it was. Aww. Yeah. I love that. I'm so yeah. glad. Oh, yeah. yay. Yay. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. Oh, that. My pleasure, honey. So is there anything else you want to share before I give you your bonus question? Nope. No? <laughs> Are you ready for your bonus question? I am. The only thing I wanted to switch about this, change about this that I did before we started is that this isn't, doesn't have to be a lifetime decision, but <laughs> more of a hard. I'm, I'm a dancer and I listen to music all the time. And I was just like, there's no way I could pick one song, but I'm going to pick one. I know it's not set in stone. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I really need to change the wording to like this season in your life. But so the audience knows what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. You can choose one song to play every time you walk into the room for this season of your life. <laughs> what yes. would it be and why? It would be Shake Your Groove Thing by Peaches and Herb. Okay. <laughs> and why is that? Why did you choose that song? Okay. Well, first of all, if you don't want to move when you hear that song, I don't know. I just, <laughs> it's just, Dancing to me is like in my top five, um, in my top five most joyful activities of life. And I, I want to experience more, more and more joy. And um, so I think it's just a, re it's a reminder to move, right? Just the word shake your groove thing, but also that beat. And it's like the era I grew up in, you know, it's like, so Yummy, 70s. Yeah. Groovy. <laughs> um, you can sense it when you're moving. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that would be mine. So yeah. that's cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, um, I want to make sure I don't forget to ask you if yeah. someone wanted to get in touch with you now. Yeah. Where, do, where, where can they find you? Mm -hmm. You can go to dorysilverman.com. Um, and my name is spelled D-O-R-I-E, um, silverman.com. And on there, and then I'm also on Instagram at dory.silverman. And I've been a lot more active on there lately. There's a lot of um, educational videos on my Instagram feed. And then um, I'm also teaching a workshop this weekend. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but definitely go on my website and get on my newsletter because then you'll be able to find out about classes that are coming up. And I'm also launching, I do one-on-one -on -one work and I do class, I do teach yoga classes that have somatics in them. So I do that twice a week. So you could join a yoga class. You can get on my newsletter, um, you can join a workshop. And then I'm also launching a course in the new year. Um, that's going to be a, like a longer version. Uh, it's going to be, 
probably eight-ish weeks. Um, it's still kind of forming, but it's going to be the process that I talked about, the three-step process and working through that with a group. So okay. uh, online. Yeah. Okay. And so I just want to confirm too that you're, so what you're saying is that you teach yoga online? I do. I teach two classes a week online and I incorporate somatic tools inside of those classes. So if you're someone who practices yoga and you're like, this is interesting work to me, I'm not exactly sure, you know, and you want to experience some of it, that would be a nice way to start to um, get to have an experience of the work doing something that you already know and do, um, which is a really nice titrated way to get into the work or take one of my intro workshops. Um, my signature system is called settle your shit. So I've got, (laughs) I've got a two hour introductory workshop that I teach like once a month and then I'm, and then I have one-on-one work and then the course is coming. Okay. And all of this can be found on all on the website there. I have a classes and workshop section. I have a work with me section. You can fill out a form and contact me. If you want to talk more, I do, I do complimentary consults. Um, so perfect. Thank you so much for your time with us. I I feel like you are like a joy and healing ambassador. We need more of those in the world. So thank you, honey. Thank you (laughs) so much. Thank you for having me. I hope that it's helpful and um, just want to spread the word and support more people. Yes. And we'll make sure that we link your links um, to this video. Great. Thank you. Podcast. Yep. Thank you for joining us at Think Bill Grow, and we'll see you next time.